Black Talk Radio Network is made possible in part with help from the Black Talk Media Project, a North Carolina-based nonprofit engaged in the production and distribution of independent digital black media. Find out more by going to blacktalkradionetwork.com or blacktalkmediaproject.org and look for the menu tab, Crowdfunding Black Media. Black Talk Media Project, helping to provide you with new black media for the new millennium. All right, technical difficulties out of the way. Um, welcome to this broadcast of Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty T. Reed. If you'd like to participate in this broadcast, then check the description of the platform you're listening on, and you will find ways that you can join this broadcast. Uh, we'll be on for just about an hour, no more than an hour, with this broadcast of Black Talk Radio News. Our main topic for tonight uh, North Carolinian says her First Amendment rights were threatened for protesting in Gaston County. Um, this is part of our local coverage of events that have transpired in our county and indeed across the world, really outside of the United States, uh, protests and movements to push society towards justice, practicing justice, as opposed to neo-slavery, uh, uh, all of this police brutality, uh, the promotion of white supremacy. This has been a global movement. And um, so we're gonna you know, continue our uh, coverage. And But tonight we will be hearing from one of those who have been on the front lines of the social justice uh, protests in Gaston County and who's also, I've seen her and talked to her, spoken to her. Actually, I gave her a cough drop one time at one of the Gaston County Commissioner's uh, meeting. Now, unfortunately, just to give y'all some background, uh, Ms. Paige Williams is reporting that her First Amendment rights are being threatened by a parole, a probation officer. Uh, excuse me, not parole. She's on probation. She hasn't been to prison and paroled from prison, but she's on probation through the criminal justice system. And this was allegedly instigated by one of the Gaston County Sheriff's deputies. And I have talked about, um, you know, the sheriff deputies in, in past videos and, you know, in, in terms of my personal interactions and what I have, have observed, you know, we've been allowed to express our First Amendment rights. But again, as I always say, just because something ain't happened to me or I didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. And so... Um, Ms. Paige Williams is on tonight to tell, to report that um, a Gaston County uh, Sheriff uh, deputy or somebody working for that office contacted her probation officer to uh, institute a curfew on her so that she's not part, she doesn't get to participate in quote unquote riots. So again, tonight we have Ms. Paige Williams and she can tell you word for word uh, for what happened, but um, we first want to get her opinion just overall on this recent move by the county commissioners to vote um, to rescind the re resolution giving the uh, monument to some neo-confederate, a neo-confederate organization, um, and then also, but adding language to keep it right there at the county courthouse, reversing, you know, previous votes and, and, and also uh, the appointed Council of Understanding recommendation that it removed. I mean, everybody 
uh, who wanted it removed seen uh, from the evidence and based off of those who wrote letters to Gaston County Gazette, based on those who were protesting, even just yesterday, it's always more people uh, who want to remove the monument than it is neo-Confederates who want to who want to keep, you know, uh, that monument there. Uh, when people sign up to speak, it has always leaned um, in the favor of those who want to relocate this symbol of white supremacy, this statue that means so many things to so many people and not to say that all of them ain't wrong. It represents a lot of things. So let's bring Miss um, Paige Williams on. Uh, hi Paige, thanks for being patient with me hey. for my technical troubles. Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you too. Well, let, let's, Paige, let's start with the last time I saw you, which was at the uh, August the 25th County Commissioner's meeting, where right. you have the, uh, uh, what is it, the citizen recognition portion, where citizens yes. get to express their thoughts on, on any agenda item before the board. And I don't know if you recall or thought it was unusual, but Tracy Fieldbeck called for a vote on Jack Brown's resolution to keep that monument there. Um, he did that before there were public comments. And that was a bit unusual and, and seems out of order to me. But what are your overall thoughts and what you perceive? Because you were there, weren't you? It's I was there. And it's funny because I was sitting kind of in the back because that day I wasn't even going to speak that day. And then another person was like, oh, no, you're speaking and put my name on it. But I was sitting in the back. And so everybody was kind of talking to me about it. And they didn't realize that I was actually for the statue to be removed. They thought oh, I was with okay. them. And so I was getting handed flyers to come to their protest. At the commissioner's meeting, I was being handed flyers and stuff so I could come out to their pro protest and try to keep the statue there. And then Tracy was like, when he called that stuff, I'm looking at him like, wait a minute, that's not even how it's supposed to go. You're supposed to hear us and then call to order all this stuff which is how I already knew that they were going to try to keep that statue there because everything leading up to it, including his Facebook and him being at the protest out there on the other side and us seeing him and us knowing that he was there with a gun against us. I must have missed that one, you know, because there have been several groups and most of them collaborating and working together to promote each other's uh, events or demonstrations at the county courthouse. I must have missed that one, but so you're telling me at one of those, uh, he came to- We were, uh, um, the first night that I actually came out, we were at, we started at the courthouse and then we went down to Tony's. He was actually over there with the white supremacists on Tony's side. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, w I wasn't down there. Okay, but so, you know, again, you've been involved in this process from the start. I can't remember the first time I saw you or we saw each other. Um, it was outside of the courthouse when you guys led the um, speaking, when they had the closed speakers, when they were up there, but we were all outside the courthouse speaking, and Jamal was sitting cross-legged on the ground. I believe that was, was that the July the 4th reading of abolitionist speeches? No, it was after that, actually. Okay, it was, a different one. This was in July, but it was towards the end of July 
okay. where you guys had wanted people to come out and speak with the blowhorn and stuff. Right. And yeah, me and your daughter were actually over by the coolers. I brought a cooler of water. You guys brought coolers of water talking. That's how we actually met. Right. So, so you've been part of this process from the start. And so how do you feel about what transpired in, you know, moving from a six to one vote to give it to the Confederate, neo-Confederate, and I'm going to call them suspected terrorists, uh, right. certainly neo-Confederates, suspected racists. Um, you know, we got the photographs and everything from the different protests, specifically the one in Dallas where they're giving a Nazi salute and a Klan salute with the Confederate flags. And they have been coming out uh, to the courthouse, whether it's just a circle, you know, the courthouse thinking that intimidates people, or whether it's in a small group. I've never seen no more than 25, but those were people from outside the county on, on one yeah. particular day. You know, it was really a more Trump rally than it was a, a, a rally to keep the neo-Confederate statue. But when it's just people who, who, who uh, live in the county or around the county, it, it's been no more than... 10, you know, as was reported yeah. at the demonstration yesterday. So this whole process, everybody thought we were at a place where it was going to be removed. Everybody thought it was a, a, a compromise that everybody could live with. And then, you know, um, you know, they pulled the rug, rug out under it deliberately, um, according to Lincoln News uh, paper there, to saying that uh, this was behind the uh, door uh conspiracy to keep it there uh, hatched by neo-confederates uh, sons of confederate veterans and Jack Brown. This was behind the scenes uh, deal and that wasn't done out and transparent. And so they reversed what everybody thought was going to be happen, happening in a moment of menace without any public They input. did that. Listen, here's where they're thinking. Unfortunately and it's sad to say this that most of our African Americans and other minorities don't get out there and vote because for whatever reason they either can't get there or they don't know their rights mm -hmm. and that's the way they really they wanted it like that for years they want it to be in office and they think well if all these republicans are mad at us because we're about to remove this statue then let's get them unmad so we can get voted back in again well but let me let me offer uh this to to you page you don't mind if i call you page do you no, I do not. Okay, let me put, but as I was just writing today, Paige, this has really been not a political issue. Certainly, uh, the organizers haven't sought to, and I can speak, you know, for East Gaston Coalition of Freedom and Justice, which me and my daughter founded, but we have not, you know, approached this issue from a, a political partisan standpoint, but from a moral standpoint. And there are Because that's what it is. Yeah, and there are Republicans who have come, who have voted to remove that statue, mm -hmm. who have written letters to the editor, who have been out there part of demonstrations, you know. That's because all of them, all they're thinking is political. They're not thinking about And when you say really they, right. you're, you're speaking of suspected I mean, the commissioners neo and the neo-confederates, okay. all of them are thinking that we're just, if you listen to them, we're a bunch of rioters and terrorists. We're a terrorist organization. All of us are because we don't want what they want. They don't want to try and look at it from our perspective. They want us to see it from their perspective 
and leave it alone, but they don't want to step a mile in our shoes because they couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. They, they're not out there dealing with, I've, I was up there when the police officers told us all the black people had, and the people who were with us had to get off of the courthouse premises, but they let all the white people stay around recording us standing on their side. Mm. they made us go to the roadway why didn't you make them go to the roadway mm-hmm. i was there when they literally took jack brown down the back steps and didn't nobody notice it because they brought him down and he was escorted down so nobody did anything to him mm-hmm. but now, they let us go with they wouldn't even walk one of our own to their cars now you know um jack brown um has been consistently, you know, in this latest vote, we had these uh, Alan Fraley, Tracy Fieldbeck, uh, are the two who voted to remove it. Chad Brown and Jack Brown have always voted to keep it there. Um, yep. it, but, you know, uh, Jack Brown wrote a very, I would say, mean-spirited, vicious letter to the editor of the Gaston Gazette, and it was published where, you know, he was calling calling uh, organizers and demonstrations in, in Gaston County, terrorists, rioters, everything that you were just saying. And as has been constantly pointed out in terms of Gaston County, demonstrations have been nothing but peaceful. There's been no fires. There's not even been a window broken out of anything, you, you know? But to, that's why you know that these people are treating this as a political issue and they want to, they want to fight against this enemy that has been created in their minds by the mainstream media. uh, And they really don't know how to deal with the type of protesters in Gaston County who are persistent, who are loud, uh, but who are also lawful and peaceful and they don't, so they, you know, it's just so it's, it's, it's just, it's just, um, just to me, what they have done is shown us exactly how race, institutional racism, and white supremacy work. Now, uh, oh no speak, doubt. Any thoughts on that? Because I did ask you. Uh, let me just pull up what I actually wrote. Now I asked you before I, we get into my question on that. Now, the title of, of this topic is that your First Amendment rights are being threatened. Um, as the system is uh, has you on probation, and we know how they try to coerce people and what have you now. Um, can you tell us what happened in terms, uh, what kind of retribution, if we could call it that, or repercussion or actions taken against you for exercising your First Amendment rights to call for the county to remove a symbol of white supremacy? Well, it started out as I was down there with you guys protesting because I have a voice and I'm allowed to use it. Well, my oldest son's been with me. Throughout that, he actually ended up getting assaulted by one of theirs, by one of the neo-Confederate white supremacists, whatever you want to put the name on them. He got assaulted by them. He was threatened by them. He was told he wouldn't make it back to his vehicle by them. A guy literally whipped his penis out in front of him. And then when I tried to get justice and try to file charges, because that's a child, forget the black and white thing. That is a child that you're doing that to. 
And so he then, they don't want to press charges. They try to talk me out of it. And, saying, and when well, you, you know say it, they, I think it's important, you know, especially from a journalistic the standpoint. The police officers at the Gaston County Police Department. In Gastonia. The Gastonia Police Department, you tried to file charges. The Gaston County Police Department, they okay. called me. And they were like, you know, this is on behalf and the facts of Mario Wilson being assaulted at the QT. Because, you know, we were out there feeding the homeless. He had to use the restroom. Okay. He got assaulted at the QT by one of the guys. And he You're, you're starting to break up on this uh, page. Give it a second and let. And he told them exactly what the guy looked like. Oh, uh, Paige, I think because you're driving, uh, we are you're losing the signal. That's how cell phones work. You know, they hit spots where that signal's being blocked. So we missed a portion of where you were speaking on. You went to the Gaston County Police Department to file a criminal complaint or ask them to investigate. Right. Okay. Well, go park over here so I can talk. We're going to go park so I can talk. We were picking up some stuff. But um, they, um, I get the call and they're saying, well, you know that I'm not sure if you really want to take this to court or not because it's going to be many court dates. Are you sure you don't want to just drop this matter? Many court dates as a victim from the victim's perspective? As my child being a victim, being out of school and having to go to court. And I'm like, yes, I want to pursue this matter. He's a child. His That's whole a sex crime as well. That's a sex crime as well, exposing yourself. And they didn't, they still have yet to give me the police reports on either matter, on the matter where the guy indisposed himself in front of Tony's ice cream, or the matter where he got assaulted. They have yet to give me any of the paperwork. They so, do not want us to file charges against them. Now, you could also go straight and to the so magistrate. so I'm going through that. Have you talked to the magistrate office? Call, I have. Call. I took threats that I received. Mm -hmm. I had somebody found out where I lived, and I got threats in my mailbox. I know exactly who it was because the threat read, I told you if your son was going to continuously be out there, his head would be smashed into the concrete. Only one person said that to my fiancé. So I knew exactly who the guy was, Tim Shrope, Shoop, however you say his name, it's S-H-O-P-E. I took it up to the mattress office, all the paper I took up there. The mattress took that paper and refused to press charges, said that I did not have a case. Wow. I, you know, um, it's just so many layers here. Uh, first, I'm sorry that that ha happened to you. I hope that you continue to pursue it. It sound, I don't know if you have a criminal defense. Well, you don't need a criminal defense attorney because it's not you that's being alleged to have committed a crime. However, um, I, um, your rights in, are being violated in another way, and, and that is where we come to you suspect that, Gat, what do you suspect? Sheriff deputies or Gaston County Police? Contact with your folks. And the Gaston County Sheriff's Department are trying anything and everything to shut me up because they don't want my black mouth to speak. And I've heard them talk about how we're just angry black people and angry. 
we're angry for a reason. We're upset because of how we've been treated and we feel like you're just stepping on our necks and not wanting our voices to be heard. We're angry because you're saying that person's allowed to do this because they're white, but we're not allowed to because we're black. Wow. Um, so, but which one, What? who do you allege to have called your probation officer? Oh, it's no doubt in my mind that it was the sheriff's department. <laughs> And so tell us what happened. Walk us through that. You go so you get a I call did, from your probation officer. Actually, it's in text messages. <laughs> oh, okay. So you have a record of it. Yes. <laughs> so she comes out to the house. I wasn't there. But then I, so I messaged her like, hey, you know, did you need to see me today? Or do you need to see me another time? Now, mind you, my probation officer this whole time, I've never had an issue on probation. I've done a whole year. My fines are being paid. Never failed a drug test. Never been in trouble. Nothing. So there's nothing to warrant the attitude she was giving me. And then I was like, what are you talking about? Because she was like, you lied about feeding the homeless in Gastonia. No, I did not. There's record of me feeding the homeless in Gastonia. She said, you are out there involved in riots in Gaston County. She said that you were involved The only in people riots. who know my real name mm -hmm. in Gaston County. The, oh, I'm sorry, we must have lost you. The only you. people that actually... Can you hear me now? Will you please... The yeah. only people who knew my actual name, my real name, because even when I spoke at the commissioner's meeting, I mm -hmm. did not say my real name. Okay. Okay. It was put Williams as my last name, and that's not my last name. Okay. Or the sheriff's office there because I went to go try to take out charges. Right, right, right. And they ran my background and said, oh, you're on probation. Did you know that being up here with them can make it to where that's a violation of your probation? What, participating in peaceful, lawful uh, yes. demonstrations, which as your right uh, as a citizen, does your probation, does your probation dictate that you're stripped of your First Amendment rights? Nope, it sure doesn't. And there have been, see, this goes back again to what we were saying earlier about Jack Brown's nasty letter to the Gazette alleging that we've been burning stuff, looting stuff. None of that happened in Gaston County and all the papers of records, they have to report it that way. That all of these things have been a uh, 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 peaceful demonstration, people, citizens exercising their rights. And I'm just outraged that a uh, 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 deputy would call and try to uh, punish you um, unjustly for doing something that is well within your rights to do. Um, are, are you looking, what did you tell your probation officer? I told her that I was not involved in any riots and that I have proof to the fact that it has all been peaceful because we've all been on live. Mm -hmm. Everything I've been at, we've been live. So well, show, show, show us a news article reporting riots. Show us a news report from television. Fox News been out there. All, all the local, you know, uh, um, alphabet networks have been covering this as well as different papers. Show me one where the headline was riot in Gaston County. No, the thing is that she's going off of what she's hearing from another police source because she wouldn't have went off of it if it was just some random person but she can calling. Do, but, Paige, she can do her own investigation. 
Can she not? Oh, she needs to. The thing is, is that here's what's going to mess them up. They reported my actual name. My Facebook name, Paige Williams, is not my legal name. And I understand why people hide their legal name. Um, and this is the fact of why, because I knew this was going to happen. Right, right. Which is why I don't really say my real name out there. But my thing is, is first, you're stripping our right to protect my child away. You're taking that right away from me. Now you're trying to take my right to have freedom of speech, which you got, which they have been singing about, and all the white brethren have been saying, freedom of speech, we can say what we want to you, but you're trying to take mine away. And then you're trying to hit me with a curfew so that I cannot go out and join people in the protest. You can protest from behind the computer or your phone. like You can protest like that. I don't have to go out there to protest. I will be back out there protesting. It's not because of them that I'm not up there. It's because of my health right now. That's the only reason I'm not there. Right. So I did ask you earlier, and we'll get ready to wrap this up. Uh, let me see if we have any. Okay, nobody's called in, um, but we do have a, a couple of comments. Uh, hello, Rona. I'm glad you could hear me uh, now. I, I realized that I'm starting the broadcast, and that's why I started over. Uh, it was muted. Uh, let me see. There were crimes committed, period. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, Paige, now I had asked you, I said, do you think that um, you being non-white has something to do with uh, this treatment that you are receiving uh, from uh, your parole probation officer and this Gaston County deputy? Oh, very much so. I have no doubt in my mind that it's because I am a mixed girl, so therefore they already identify me as a black woman. Mm -hmm. If I was one of the white people out there, because many of them have records, mm -hmm. they're not messing with them. Mm -hmm. So why are you messing with me, who has, one, done nothing but respected them when mm -hmm. we came into contact, two, is being very peaceful, and three, just trying to get justice for her child. Mm -hmm. I honestly do believe it's only because I identify as a woman of color. You know, uh, and I would tend to agree with you. I, I, I think the evidence suggests that, especially with the, ad, with the message that's being communicated by members of the county commission by continuing to promote racism and white supremacy via this neo-confederate idol. That's the message. When it was put up, it was put up to send a message. Statues, memorials, monuments, all have inscriptions, have imagery. All of this is done to send a message. And that's the message that uh, certain members of the county commission and members who work in, in different capacities for the government uh, county government, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's the magistrate's office, whether it, it's just whatever they're doing, dog catcher, you know, it, a certain element of them uh, have aligned themselves with the neo-confederate ideology, and that's a huge problem. And it is, and it's and it's uh, exactly a perfect illustration of racism and white supremacy in action, institutional and on an individual, interpersonal level. 
as you talked about the assaults against your child based on his skin color. Uh, my own daughter, uh, Kaylee, who's one of the organizers, going to her car in Dallas, the same Dallas where we have counter demonstrators with Confederate flags giving Nazi salutes and other uh, whatever kind of, I'm told, Klan symbols, you know, and then one of them, a white male um, suspected terrorist and definitely a racist, follows her to, and, and, a, and a black man who was with her to her vehicle yelling the N-word, calling them N-words. And then when my daughter reached inside the car and put, retrieved her, her weapon, then he want to back up and then the police want to run up there and pull him away when nobody was protecting her. This man who was stalking her and terrorizing her and that black person, you know, um, with the N-word, uh, act of terrorism. And you walking towards me, I have written about, um, because you don't get to say whatever you want to say. The First Amendment does not cover that. And I told one of them, um, and it wasn't in an argumentative exchange. We were having a conversation. It was just days ago. If it had been me, if I had been with my daughter that day, I would have shot that man. And I, I written an article uh, maybe three or four years ago um, about the legalities of people just running up to you in public, shouting the N-word. That's an act of terrorism. And they're running up to you or approaching you aggressively. That makes me in fear for my life. And then you saying the N-word, now you're a racial terrorist. Now I got to put you down because I got to save me and mine from you. They better be glad I wasn't out there. But, but hey, unfortunately, they would have tried to bury you underneath the thing saying murderer, murderer. It don't but matter. I, I'm just saying how it would have went down and, and yeah. repercussions or the consequences be damned. I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. Right. So. I mean, it's why they say 13 and a half. You have 12 jurors, one judge, and half the chance of making it out. Exactly. So, but I'm not going to tolerate terrorism. I'm not going to tolerate people trying to strip me from uh, of, of my uh, birth rights, you know, and my citizenship. No, I'm not going to go for it. And I'm not going to go for it happening to others and why I had to speak to you today. And I want you to keep us updated on what's going on. With oh, I, was, I spoke with my lawyer who was the one who got me the probation and everything. I've already left uh, messages with his office and spoke with him and he said if I do get put on curfew that he's going to take it back to the courts because nothing in my probation states that I cannot go to protest that I cannot speak out against the judicial system and that I cannot try to fight for a change if it's done civilly right. and because I've not violated at all and have no violations on there there's no reason for them to come at me the way they are to try to make it an intense probation to try to pretty much say, well, that's one less black person that can be out there speaking against us. Well, it's an act of white supremacy. It's an act of racism and terrorism against you as a U.S. citizen. So uh, 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 thank you again for your courage and using your voice and making it known uh, because a lot of the majority is 250,000 people in this county. And it's only been a small minority, you know, that have been involved in this issue in terms of being out in the streets or even sharing information online. So you have courage uh, in standing up for what's right. And then as we see how the suspected racist terrorists and ghost skins and law enforcement 
is is trying to retaliate against you. And uh, so we are here for you on BTR News and just keep up the great work and remain in good spirits. All right, thanks. Okay, all right, thank you. That was Paige Williams again, um, joining us from somewhere close to Gaston County, because I don't know where she's at. She's somewhere around uh, this area. So, you know, um, again, I'm just really, really proud of the individuals who have been taking a stand against rape, the uh, promotion of white supremacy, uh, the promotion of the Confederacy, which was pro-slavery, definitely racist. And you can't, you can't um, try to argue that, oh, this is just a memorial uh, to some poor young boys who was drafted off and sent to Virginia or wherever um, by the Confederacy, because you honor the Confederacy with the Confederate emblems and all of that. You are not protesting the Confederacy, drafting these boys and sending them off to fight. And some of them even deserted. And if they didn't desert, then they volunteered. They chose to, to continue to fight for a government that wanted to uh, uh, codify in law the subjugation of, of non-white people and the enslavement of African descendant people specifically. All right, so uh, we will be scheduling more uh, guests to come on and speak. I hope to get David Wilson Brown. Um, he recently did a question and answer session on a Facebook Live. I did get to ask him some questions and he did ask me to schedule him uh, for this podcast and was trying to make it happen, to happen today, but other stuff prevented that, but we'll definitely try to get him on this week and some of the other um, people who are running for office in Gaston County. All right, with that said, please continue to support the elevation of independent black media um, to uplift marginalized voices, not just in Gaston County, but throughout the United States and throughout the world. And you can help by making a financial donation, a tax deductible financial donation uh, to the uh, Gaston County uh, based new media nonprofit Black Talk Media Project. Peace and blessings to all.